Well, good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, I am Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Livestream. Joining me once again, live in the studio, Dave Hayes, the praying medic himself, returning to Red Pill News. And please welcome my returning guest for this evening, Dave Hayes, praying medic. Dave, how are you tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm doing groovy, man. It is great to be back on the show. I was just thinking about the last time I was on the show. We had such a good conversation. It was great. Uh, it was awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about what's what's going on. For sure, for sure. And for everybody, I've had a lot of people asking me where that show is, and obviously it got deleted by YouTube. But I've been in the process of putting together all of the shows that were deleted by YouTube. And I'm going to be making a couple of uh, additional channels on Rumble and on BitChute. So all of those old shows are going to be available on those uh, additional channels. So you guys can go back and watch that as well. Just stay tuned because I'm going to be announcing it here on this channel when that's going to happen. And I said this at the end of the show last night, but very soon I'm going to start doing the live streams on these regular platforms as well as my uh, subscription service, redpill78.tv. That's through the Roku channel. So if you're a member on the Roku channel, you will be able to watch it at home on your television. And uh, I believe you should be able to just cast this to your television if you're watching with one of the other applications. But it'll just take a step out and make it a little bit easier for everybody. Well, Dave, a lot has happened since the last time you were here. And, uh, you know, I think we have no shortage of subjects that we can discuss. But what, tell us what you've been up to, man. I said you've got a new book coming out. I'd like to hear about it. Oh, yeah, I do have a new book coming out. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. Though. Okay, okay. <laughs> we can keep <laughs> Wait, it under wraps. Me, we can me, keep it under wraps. Let me put it to you this way. I finished the draft manuscript of another book. Okay. And it is, uh, it's in a very popular series of books that I've already <laughs> published. Uh, and Denise is going to be editing it over the next you know, month or two. Uh, and we have to go back and forth with editing and fitting and cover design and all that. So it'll, it'll be a while before it comes out. I'm working on another book. Uh, this I started this book back in 2015, and it is about power and authority. It's about um, the power and authority of God and how God has given us power and authority and, and how that works, what the mechanics of that are, how that works out practically. And I'm just before we went on the show tonight, I was reading through some of my old notes on that book and I'm getting juiced. It's all right to finish this book that's been sitting there for five years, uh, not going anywhere. So I, I people have been kind of on my case because I haven't been doing a lot of broadcasting mm -hmm. from September and October, November. I was doing like a nightly broadcast uh, and it was, I was putting it on Rumble and I was putting it on my website. And everyone kind of got used to me thinking, you know, being a broadcaster. Right. Plus, I was doing a lot of QD codes. Mm -hmm. So I was yeah, I was on the air and I was, you know, helping people, you know, walk through the process and process what's going on. But uh, in, let's see, in December, I just felt like the workflow was just, it was, it's too much for me. It's too hectic. I don't know how you guys do it. I really don't. You... And Dave X22, people who do the nightly, you know, news and reports, it it just severely cramped 
my workflow, my style. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I could do it. I was keeping up with the news. I was, you know, finding everything and, and, and doing my best to do, you know, Twitter threads and, and put all the information in a printed format and then do the news off of that. But uh, it's just, it's, I became very uncomfortable doing it. Um, I had no time to write at all. I feel you. I wasn't writing articles. I wasn't writing, working on my books. And what a lot of people don't understand is I'm, I'm not really a broadcaster. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. At heart, I love to write. I quit my job in 2015 as a paramedic so I could write books. Um, it is my passion. It's what I love doing. And I, I do the broadcasting because I feel there's a need for it at certain times. But I have to take time, breaks, take time away and, and do some writing and get some books written. Working on a science fiction trilogy. Oh, cool. Uh, I've got a lot of books. I have no shortage of books that I want to write. And if I'm on, you know, on video every night running my mouth about what's going on, yeah. I'm never going to get another book written. So to the people who have been, you know, a little upset because I've been seldom seen, it's because I, I really have felt a, a, an urgent desire to do some writing. And, you know, I did a couple of broadcasts this week, um, giving my perspective on what I think is coming down the road, you know, politically. And I'll be happy to share my thoughts on that. Um, but, you know, I, I got kicked off Twitter, got kicked off YouTube, yep. kicked off Facebook, kicked off Instagram, uh, try, trying to rebuild my platform on Gab and, and CloudHub, which are the two social media platforms I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, trying to you know move my entire video library to, over to CloudHub, which is where I'm putting all my videos now and it's, it's, just, it's just been a lot of work i mean it takes it, it it's literally taken me a week to get my video archive put over on CloudHub, mm-hmm. upload it put in the titles put in the thumbnails all that it's a lot of work to to completely recreate your video library as you know mm-hmm. so yes. you know I, i've been busy doing stuff uh, that's what you do when you're when you're a social media maven. I, I can totally relate to everything you just said. I mean, be, well, I mean, first of all, when you kind of when you started taking a break, like there, I had many people write me and were like, "Is is Dave okay? Is Praying Medic okay? I haven't seen him. I haven't seen his shows. What's going on?" And that always happens. And anytime somebody knows that I'm friends with somebody, uh, they'll they'll message me if they can't find them. Or and I, I'm sure that it happens to other people too. You know, if I take the night off and people didn't hear about it on the show the day before, then everybody gets worried. And you know, I mean, it's understandable, especially after everything we we've been through, you know, getting deleted off of everything and then finding our way back. But also, you know, your your process, your workflow. I mean, obviously, so so you're a writer, uh, you know, I'm a, an interviewer, a broadcaster, a video producer, and, and so that's like my passion. And by focusing all of my attention and, and uh, you know, my, my energy into that, it makes it very difficult to do much of anything else. You know, I try to get a couple of posts out during the day. You know, I have a website now. At first, I thought, oh, great, I'm going to be writing blog posts every day. But, man, no, I mean, you know, six to eight hours a day of just research and then producing and, and then, you know, spitting it out and getting it on all those platforms. I mean, you know, if you want to have a home life, if you, if you have to, a family or, you know, pets that you got to take care of, I mean, there's just no way it doesn't work out. I don't know how people even read their emails doing mm. doing the news and broadcasting because I was I was literally doing six to eight hours a day of work yep. just getting the news, putting it together, getting the the broadcast ready, then then producing the broadcast and then yeah. downloading it and then compressing the files and uploading it and putting them on different platforms. Yep. 
it is a lot of freaking work to do that. People don't understand how much time it takes to do a news broadcast. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, and I did it for three months, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with the daily news broadcast. Well, you did it during a very important time, you know. I mean, after the election, it was, you know, well, leading up to and then after the election, it was... It was a culture shock, you know. I mean, it was like everybody kind of just got, yeah. you know, bowled over. You know, there are definitely some people who say, you know, you know, well, you know, maybe I foresaw this, but I, I, I'll be honest, I certainly did not foresee the future that we are living in right now. I mean, I didn't expect it to go down this way. So I really am interested to hear, uh, you know, your thoughts on, you know, what's happened, where we're going, what you foresee. But even more so, I want to know, as a resident of the great state of Arizona, I mean, y there must be people around you who are just P.O.'d. Uh, I mean, because this was so very clearly uh, a, a, just, you know, a bold, in-your-face steal. And the people who perpetrated it upon us, I mean, they clearly don't care what the people of their districts and their state have to say about it because i saw the people showing up in arizona I, you know i've seen people you know ad nauseum i've covered it myself here and i know that we are not in the minority no we're not in a minority we're, we're in a, a rather significant majority mm -hmm. uh, i suspect that <laughs> trump got a lot more votes than joe biden's 90 million <clears throat> i wouldn't be surprised if the number of votes that Trump actually got was closer to 100 million, um, you know, if they took away all the rigging and cheating, I, I would imagine Biden probably got a fraction of that, probably maybe 50 million votes. It was the the the, the big mistake that the corrupt political establishment made was they cheated in such an audacious way mm -hmm. that the evidence was clearly there. Trump's people scooped it all up and they went out and put it out on all these hearings. And you're right, in Arizona, people are pissed. Mm -hmm. We've got, I think there's three or 4,000 people now who are out going door to door, knocking on doors, getting signatures to recall the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors who still will not consent to an actual forensic audit of, uh, of the voting machines here. You're right, people are, people are not happy. And, and it's not just, uh, obviously, not Arizona. It's nationwide. Mm -hmm. And that's the big mistake. You know, the big mistake they made was cheating in such a way that you let 100 million people know for fact that you cheated. They're, when they do these surveys now, it's, it's around 60% of Americans believe that the election was rigged. Mm -hmm. But you have a majority of the electorate that believes that you have corrupt elections um, and they expect us to just move along, get on. Hey, Joe's your president for the next four years. You're just going to have to live with it. People are not going to live with it. And, and that's, that's what I think is going to come to a head in the future that is going to be the, the big issue that we all need to be kind of concerned about. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of people out there, even people who openly voted for Joe Biden that are now like, oh, geez, you know, what have I done? You know, how did I take part in ushering in this darkest possible timeline? Because he, he immediately, as soon as he was like, OK, sweet, I got the reins of power. You know, now we're just going to destroy everything good that President Trump ever did. Right. And my so so when you when you said you know we all got kind of steamrolled by how this all this all came about very few people saw that saw it playing out this way i would agree mm -hmm. i had some i had some hints 
Um, I, I watch my dream life very closely, and God mm-hmm. speaks to me a lot through dreams. And I had some hints in November and December that things were not going to go as I had hoped. Mm-hmm. And I tried to remain optimistic and positive, but like I had this dream. I don't remember if it was in November or December, but in this dream, I was standing outside of a church building, and there was these people coming and going from the church. And they had uh, most of them had either walked away from God years ago and they were coming back to God, uh, or they had just sort of you know left the church and, and and became kind of lukewarm toward the church, and they were all coming back. And it was in the dream; these people would walk up to me, and I could sense their emotions. I could sense this incredible brokenheartedness and, and um, depression, and they would walk up to me, put their head on my shoulder, and just start crying. Mm-hmm. And I would put my head on their shoulder and I would start crying. We just cried for a while and then they disappear and somebody else would walk up to me. Same thing, uh, depressed, brokenhearted, just despairing. They walk up, put their head on my shoulder and start crying. I'd put my head on their shoulder and we'd start crying. And, you know, all the dreams that I've been having in that time period from November through December, they're all about the election. And when I had that dream, I was like, oh, gosh, if this is an election dream, this means it's not going to go the way we think it's going to be. And there's going to be a lot of brokenhearted people that I'm going to have to minister to. And of course, that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I've been talking people off the ledge now for for months, and I, and I kind of got a little bit burned out on it because um, I was dealing with my own issues. Yeah. You know? uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's rather difficult when you've got your own issues going on. Like, you know, everybody in the financial world and social media is coming after you mm-hmm. and your accounts are getting shut down. Your PayPal is getting shut down. They're threatening your bank accounts. Your, <clears throat> I mean, there's, we've been dealing with a lot of um, things and then you get, you know, the FBI and DOJ knocking on people's doors, you know, harassing people who had nothing to do with any kind of violence, mm-hmm. but they do it because they can. So, you know, like you said, I don't think anyone saw this coming. It wasn't, Nobody kind of anticipated the way that you know Biden was going to get in and get inaugurated, steal the election, and it was going to be such a, a, a just a abject hoax. And then you know we've we've had this thing since then. So on uh, on the 18th of January, two days before Biden gets elected or gets nominated or sorry inaugurated, mm-hmm. I had this dream, and it was a dream after that that was actually the funniest. Uh, but I had this dream on the on the 19th uh, or the 18th. I forget which day it was. And it was about military storms. So in this dream, I saw high-ranking leaders of the military. They got on social media and they began posting like crazy. They were posting so much, they took up the, all of the bandwidth of the internet and shut the internet down. And um, I, I knew that they were just posting very, very important, earth-shattering, shocking information on the on, on the on social media to the point where they shut the internet down. Hmm. Then in that same dream, I saw a second scene where I saw a bunch of soldiers going into a hallway and then they kind of stopped and they were waiting. And someone pointed out to me, <clears throat> the thing about the military is it's always hurry up and wait. You hurry up, you get to a place, they don't tell you what you're going to be doing and you just wait until they tell you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that was kind of a just a little bit of a prophetic 
symbolic view of the fact that there are military people who are waiting to do something and they don't know themselves what they're going to be doing. They're waiting for the signal and the orders to tell them what's going to happen. Then in the third scene of this dream, I saw four hurricanes lined up across the Gulf of Mexico, east to west, very close to each other. They were spinning in a circular motion, but they weren't moving. And I knew that the military leaders that I saw in the first part of the dream were represented by these four hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I kind of interpreted that dream as the conceptually that the military is going to do something very significant at some point in the future. I have no idea when. And I don't even know really what they're going to do. I have some suspicions because I've had a number of dreams after that. So um, the next day, January 20th, the day that Biden got inaugurated, I woke up in the morning from a dream where Mike Pompeo was tweeting out snarky tweets at the deep state, letting them know he and Trump had no plans to leave office. (laughs) Now, I've been watching Pompeo's Twitter feed for the two weeks prior to Biden's inauguration. Mm -hmm. And Pompeo was signaling like crazy on the 17th. Let's see, was the 17th or the 18th? He posted that picture of Washington crossing the Delaware. Mm-hmm. That's on that Q post, you know, skiff military intelligence. Yep. Pompeo tweeted that that picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was tweeting a lot of interesting things that I think he was signaling to Anons that there was a plan and we needed to just chill and not freak out about this. Mm-hmm. So then uh, later that week, I had a dream where. The military um, began to severely restrict the ability of citizens to use uh, alternative means of communications, like citizen band radio, Mm -hmm. ham radio. They were cutting down, cracking down on the ability for people to use all those types of communication. And another dream a couple days later, where the military was taking a different stance towards higher education. And colleges were getting concerned that the military might try to exert influence over them that they'd never exerted over them before. And then I had another dream. I had a number of dreams and they all were about the military doing different things in society. And I think that this series of dreams prophetically shows that at some point in, in probably in the near future, military is going to step in and they're going to, uh, start dealing with some corruption mm-hmm. and some problems with society. I think the mainstream media, academia, certainly politics, <clears throat> and maybe Hollywood. I, I, I very strongly suspect the military at some point is going to intervene, and they're going to significantly change the way America is doing business. Um, and uh, and I know that there's a lot of people who are kind of, they're, they're very skeptical, and that's fine. I, I get it. Uh, there's there's no sign right now that the military is going to do anything other than the fact that there's a razor wire compound around Congress and the Supreme Court and the White House. Mm-hmm. And I just saw today that Biden's National Security Council wants to leave the military patrol there in Washington, D.C. for the to the end of the year, mm-hmm. the end of 2021. Yeah. So Biden now it looks like he's planning on running his entire administration inside a razor wire compound. Yeah. 
you know, like you go and set up an embassy in Somalia and you grab a building, you put up a perimeter, a razor wire, and you try to hold that perimeter uh, and not let anybody come in, right? That's kind of how Biden is uh, running his administration like a foreign embassy in a hostile nation. Yeah, I mean I mean they might as well be in Syria or Baghdad. I mean they've got checkpoints. I mean red 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 zones, green zones. Yeah. It's insane. And you know, you have to ask yourself what's going on? Like this has never happened in history. No. What are they afraid of? And what do they think is going to happen? Well, they they told us what they're afraid of. They're afraid of these crazy Trump supporters coming and physically removing them from office. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's their concern. That's that's why they want this protection. So, you know, if you just do a little bit of game theory and you think, okay, do they have intelligence that suggests that there are a bunch of Trump supporters out there who might try to remove them from office? Are there? I, I don't know. Are there militias that are talking about this in their, in their Telegram chat rooms? I don't know, but <clears throat> maybe there are. And, and I think what... Um, I think what Homeland Security and FBI and the military know is they know that there are a lot of Trump supporters who are not going to get over this election. Mm-mm. They're just not going to get over it. And so they're, <clears throat> they have this heightened sense that they're in a hostile country. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, they, they came in, they stole the election, and they took over, and they're running a regime inside of a hostile con- uh, country that is hostile to their regime. Absolutely. And it's only it's only a matter of time before the people, the citizenry say, okay, well, you know what? We don't want you there anymore, so we're gonna do something about it. And I think I, I think as you know, I've just kind of like I said, game theory through this thing. I suspect that the military knows what um, what different groups of people are talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that if there comes a point where the military assesses that there is a real threat to national security that that people may in fact storm Washington. Uh, I think at that point the military would probably intervene uh, for the safety of everybody and and put an end to the charade. I suspect I suspect that is what is what we're looking at at some point in the future. Well, you know, not only the potential for that, but I mean, it, it's being inflamed by the decisions that the Biden administration are making. Right. I mean, arguably, right. they're mm-hmm. weakening us to a greater and greater degree on a daily basis. And I mean, I mean I've mean, i felt since this began, I mean, at some point, it, it, it will most likely become necessary for them to step in because otherwise they're going to be presiding over allowing Biden and his administration and whoever his puppeteers are to completely destroy destroy the American dream. Everything that our nation is founded on is just being eroded and so quickly. I mean, without some action, it's it's over. You have to wonder if at some point patriots in the military don't see the destruction of the country coming and decide unilaterally, they make a decision, we're going to step in, we're not going to let this happen. Or the other option is they, the the military sees a potential uh, storming of the White House by citizen by the citizenry, mm-hmm. and in order to avert that from happening, they step in and remove uh, the Biden administration in, right. in whatever way they need. I think there's a number of scenarios. There's a number of triggers, like like you said, some, Biden's going to do something. I, I think at some point, Biden and, and and Nancy Pelosi and his crew, they're going to do something really really stupid, mm-hmm. and it is going to piss off a lot of Americans and it's going to give very a lot of concern for the military 
And I think that <laughs> at that point, America collectively is going to say, you're done. The charade has gone far enough. We're putting an end to it. So what, what do you think that could be? I mean, some type of action that would just hurt America in general or perhaps – okay, so let's say President Trump was acquitted for the second time, only president in the history of the nation to be acquitted twice, uh, not impeached. However, you know, that flies in the face of their narrative. You know, now they're they're talking openly. I think Mitch McConnell earlier today made a statement kind of opening the door for criminal prosecution of President Trump. Well, right. here's here's what I don't get. If there was no evidence to impeach him of these crimes that they've accused him of, then how are they going to charge him in a, in a, a criminal court if if there was no evidence to do it in the impeachment? I don't understand it. Right. Well, you know that the, the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, she has been on Trump's case for a long time. And yeah. they're trying to come up with something, some tax evasion, something. Loans today, they, I saw. That they can railroad Trump with. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, this the whole impeachment thing is just a it is it's it's a sign of hostility. The 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 hatred that the establishment has for us. Mm -hmm. They're really not as pissed at Trump as they are pissed at us mm -hmm. for electing him and letting him get in office. Right. And <clears throat> trying to take an axe to, you know, to the swamp. Um, the establishment hates him and they hate us. And they're going to continue, I think, to try to harass and prosecute him, persecute him, let him know in no uncertain terms, we don't want you coming back. And you and your deplorables can, you know, take a walk off a short pier. I, I think that they're going to continue the hostilities. They're going to ratchet up the rhetoric maybe the, the the prosecution and harassment of people like you and me and Trump and other people. And it's, you know, the whole <clears throat> let's uh, let's heal and let's get together and let's move together forward. And yeah, that, that they don't have any plans on doing that. They're going to harass, threaten, intimidate us and persecute us as much as they can. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't be surprised if that's the trigger. Uh, there's there's going to be something that they're going to do where people are just going to say, okay, enough is enough. We're we're going to put an end to this. And it, it's coming. That it, it's the, the the people that are in control right now are idiots. They don't know of the <laughs> they, highest order. <laughs> they they have no understanding of who they're messing with, and they kind of do, but they kind of don't care. It's like you you realize who you're messing with. Uh, yeah, well, you know, well, we're just gonna poke the poke the bear a couple more times and see what happens. And they're gonna keep poking the bear, and they're gonna they're gonna get crushed. Well, I, I think they're 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 just assuming that if they you know have a great enough show of force, i.e., you know, all of the the national guard protecting oh, we've them. Oh, the national guard. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then or they can just throw money at a problem. I think I think I, I heard today that they spent thirty three million dollars on this new impeachment effort. It, it was a week-long process, really, uh, and $33 million, and, and they were balking at the idea of, of uh, passing out stimulus checks of greater than $600 only uh, a couple of months right. ago. You know, we've right. got an incredible, uh, you know, tragedy taking place all across the country. Virtually every single person 
in the in this country is living paycheck to paycheck. You know, people like us, we had our income cut in half and then cut in half again and then cut in half again, but we still keep going because we're Americans and, you know, we are the type of people that pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. But there's a lot of people who are on the verge of getting kicked out of their homes or, you know, I mean, they haven't had jobs in, you know, a year or more. My daughter, she hasn't been able to work for the last year. And she every time she gets a job, it ends up getting closed again because of these coronavirus restrictions. And even now they're, they're opening the country a little bit. But, I mean, I think the damage has already been done in many of these places. A lot of these businesses are not going to come back. You know, so what do people have to do except really pay attention to how much they are screwing us on a daily basis? Yeah. And, you know, there's more of that coming because uh, the Biden administration, I'm sure, you know, the 16-year plan to destroy America is back on track, mm -hmm. which means weakening the military, uh, harassing and targeting and get rid of patriots in the military, further destruction of the economy, uh, making people more and more dependent on the federal government, um, increasing, you know, burdensome regulations. They, they want to they want to destroy America. That's that's the plan. And people are much more aware of the agenda in 2021 than they were in 2016. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, as polarized as the country is, you know, it's it's a powder keg waiting to go off and someone's going to light the fuse and it's not going to take a whole lot, I think, to um, <clears throat> to move the military into hyperdrive at, you know, to, uh, to avert the destruction of the country. I mean, the, the people, like you said, people are going to get tired of this. They're going to get sick of you. You can't continue to destroy businesses and continue to uh, place more regulations, more taxes, all of this idiocy, and, and and not expect people to react at some point. I mean, that's that, that's the thing that they're doing in Europe. They're pushing people and pushing them and pushing them with these lockdowns and these restrictions and laws and trying to enforce it. And people are getting sick of it, and they're pushing back. And that's what's going to happen. People are going to push back. These The idiots in Washington are going to continue pushing this agenda of control and enslavement. And at some point, the American people are going to say, we are done with this. We're not having it. So what do we do? Do we take to the streets? I mean, they kind of showed us that, uh, you know, if we do that on January 6th, that, you know, something horrible might happen. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not calling for an armed revolution. But I mean, you know, I mean, the Second, Second Amendment is there for a reason. we got to protect ourselves. And even if that means protecting ourselves against a tyrannical government. Uh, but, I mean, we have to make our voices heard. I mean, you said that uh, in Arizona, people are, uh, are are gathering signatures to have the uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors removed. I think that's great. You know, uh, are you talking with anybody who's potentially thinking of running for office? I mean, I've, I've yeah. openly... Yeah, there's... there's yeah. I am. And, and when I say, you know, people are, are fed up, I I always talk in terms of using the legal process, right. using recall petitions. You know, Gavin Newsom is probably going to get recalled. Uh, Cuomo in New York might end up, uh, you know, being criminally charged. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of corrupt politicians here in Arizona that are probably going to get removed from office pretty soon, either through recall or through the ballot box. Uh, you know, a friend of mine said that the Constitution gives us four boxes. Uh, the jury box, the ballot box, the soap box, and the ammo box. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and 
you know, if and, and this is a reality, if if the if the political establishment does not honor us, our vote at the ballot box, and if they don't uh, care about justice in the jury box, if they take away our free speech and the soapbox, what they leave us with is the ammo box. They've taken away every other yeah. form of freedom that we have, and and that's what's left. And I'm not endorsing. I never endorse insurrection. I'm not endorsing overthrow of the government. I, you know, have you ever read the uh, Foundation uh, series by Isaac Asimov? No, I'm familiar with it, but no, I haven't read it. Okay, so in, in the Foundation series, there is the main character is a guy named Harry Seldon. Harry Seldon was a psychohistorian, and he developed the the fictitious um, science of psychohistory. And what he did was he looked at patterns of behavior in the past of large groups of society pe- people, and he pre- used that to predict the future, looked at past events, current events, and predicted future events, predicted the end of uh, a galactic empire. Anyway, um, I'm a little bit like Harry Seldon. I am not a revolutionary. I'm not an anarchist. I'm not an insurrectionist. I'm an analyst. I look at past historical events, mm-hmm. I look at what's happening today, and then I forecast and say, you know what? And I also get you know, help from God through divine revelation. I look at the future and go, I think this is what's going to happen. And I'm not endorsing a you know, violent overthrow of the government. I don't think it's going to be necessary. Um, I, I think that there are people just you know, being realistic. I mm-hmm. think there are people who are talking about it. I'm not one of them. But I think there are people that are talking about you know, violently overthrowing their state, local, and federal governments. Um, I can't imagine that there wouldn't be people doing that. So when I when I think, when I just analyze, what are those people probably talking about? How do people that I know, what are, the, what are we talking about, you and I and our, and, our, and our circle of friends? And then what is the military's response to all of this? How does the federal government respond? I think that a, a segment of people are going to use the legal means. They're going to use... Uh, you know, uh, the rigged voting system that we have right now, and they're going to use recall petitions. Uh, you know, that, and that's a problem now because, you know, in 2016, some people thought the elections were rigged. Mm-hmm. In 20, 2008, probably not that many people thought the elections are rigged. Now in 2021, a majority of the citizenry think that the elections are rigged. Everybody. <laughs> so what is... what? You know, what, what is the likelihood that people are going to use the ballot box to try to correct what they perceive as a problem in our political system? Well, if we're not going to use the ballot box, then what means of redress do we have, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, that, that's the unfortunate situation we're in right now, is, is that these corrupt people have trampled our faith in the electoral process. I mean... You know, they they could have gotten away with these rigged elections for a lot longer if they wouldn't have, you know, tried to overcome a a 50 million vote lead that Trump had. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was a huge strategic error because now people have no faith in the election process. And if you if you don't if if the citizens don't have faith in the election process, you live in a banana republic. Mm-hmm. And bad things happen when you live in a banana republic. Um, you know, you have military coups and things of that nature. And I think, I think because the, the corrupt politicians destroyed faith in the electoral process, 
I think we're headed for a mess. And I, and I, I think the military is going to end up stepping in because they're going to see that if they don't step in, it's going to get very ugly. And that's why I said, I don't think it's going to be necessary for people to overthrow the government because I think the military will sense that people may do that and they're going to step in and prevent it. Yeah, I, I mean, it really does feel like the logical conclusion. I mean, not just looking at current events, but also, you know, looking at past events. I mean, it's happened too many times throughout history. When the government starts taking care of themselves and treating the population like, you know, dog crap, yeah, I mean, there's nothing left for us to do. They have destroyed every institution that we hold dear, all of the processes that, you know, we thought worked up until a couple of years ago, or at least, you know, we, we were hoping <laughs> were working for us, but clearly they're just not at this point. I mean, the entire system is rigged, and... You know, it's a problem because I, I've openly talked many times on the show, you know, I mean, the only way that we can really get in there and try to have some type of uh, influence like in the political sphere is to get involved in the political sphere. Right. You know, we have to get on school boards. We have to get on county commissions. We have to run for city council. We have to become mayors and senators and congressmen, uh, you know, and do it without selling our souls, you know, without becoming a part of the machine. we got to be like President Trump. And so many people, you know, they just are, are I mean, they're blackpilled at this point. You know, they look at the system. They see how it's rigged. They see how we've been cheated. And they say, you know, what's the point? You know, why would right. we bother doing that? Because it's already I mean too late. And that's and that was that was actually the brilliant move of Trump in the aftermath, uh, you know, through November, and December, the aftermath of the election. He took his case, 60 of them to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe that there have been over 60 cases filed at the Supreme Court regarding the presidential election. And the Supreme Court didn't want to hear any of them. Didn't we even hold an evidentiary hearing. Uh, Department of Justice came out and said, we have determined that there is no election fraud, nothing that would overturn the election. Homeland Security, no election fraud. Um, they went to the state legislatures, they went to Congress, they went to they they, they went to every non-military agency and institution mm -hmm. that is responsible for upholding the rule of law, and all of them said, we don't see any. Uh, sign of election fraud, and we're, it's not our problem. We're not going to deal with it. Yep. The courts, state legislatures, <clears throat> Congress, DOJ, Homeland Security, everybody had a chance to address the problem of election fraud, and they all passed. That, and those are all non-military institutions and agencies. Yep. If if our government is not going to uphold the rule of law, is not going to uphold the Constitution. My view is the, the military has to do it. They're the last line of defense that guards us against tyranny and anarchy. Yeah, it's interesting that the only ones that they didn't talk to were the military, military intelligence. They didn't bother to talk to the NSA. I mean, I would figure if you want to get all of the information, you know, like at the source, you know, who colluded to do what, they would be the guys to talk to. And obviously... Those are the, the elements of our government that were connected to our favorite Anon. And, and you know, of course, President Trump, you know, he is, uh, you know, uh, uh, undisputably, you know, the, the figurehead of that entire branch of our government. And, of course, you know, he was saying from the get-go, you know, this is rigged. They're already trying to rig it. And then, of course, they have rigged it. And, uh, you know, here we are. So do you think that uh, the plan was to completely expose 
how corrupt our system was? I mean, was it impossible to fix it from the inside because the swamp was so deep? Is this the only way we could do it? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I've been thinking about this, and a, a lot of I think a lot of people have uh, incorrectly un, uh, evaluated the plan, mm-hmm. and they think that the plan failed, and they think that there is no other plan. Right, and, and right. Over. And I don't think that's true. Um, it's, it's it's apparent to me because I've been watching, you know, Q as much as anybody. Right. <laughs> And I've I've paid very close attention to the Mueller investigation and the impeachment hearings with you know Adam Schiff, and, and all all the related you know circular uh, nonsense that it, this thing has become. And it's it's obvious to me uh, that Steve Pachenik was right in 2016 before the 2016 election. He came out and and told America that. Good people in the military and the intelligence community were planning a counter coup. Mm-hmm. That Hillary Clinton had had uh, essentially put into operation a coup, a soft coup, to co-opt the federal government, and that good people in the military and the intelligence community had put into operation a counter coup, and it was all being done on the internet through information. It was an information war. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've been involved in an information war for the last five years. Steve Pachenik said, you know, <laughs> he said, welcome to the second American revolution. Mm-hmm. That was in 2016. Yep. That was before the election. And he he basically came out and said, look, we're in an information war and good people in the intelligence community and the military, they're sort of in control. They have, a, they have possession of a lot of information that they're going to be leaking and putting out and he specifically talked about Julian Assange mm-hmm. and how Assange had leaked all those emails at the strategic time to torpedo Hillary Clinton's campaign so that Trump could win. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take that forward to Q and how information about corruption has been released over the last three years, um, it, this is a this is a continuation of the information war. Yeah. So the deep state. And its media, its corrupt media complex, has been bombarding uh, us with fake information, trying to get us to follow their narrative, follow their story, uh, accept their control of society, while Q has been continually exposing corruption mm-hmm. in, in in academia, in Hollywood, in the media, in politics, you name it, in every part of society. I think the goal, the primary goal of the military over the last four years was to inform the public about institutional corruption so that the public would then go to the ballot box and they would vote these corrupt people out of office. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, I think that was the that was the first step of the plan. Now, the plan succeeded because it woke up a lot of people. Right. A lot of people have woke up over the last five years with all this information about institutional corruption coming out. Arrest of Jeffrey Epstein, the arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell, and mm-hmm. uh, the Nexium sex cult and all the other stuff that's going on and, and all the people who left Congress uh, under you know, suspicion of sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's been a lot of exposure of corruption, but that, that part of the plan worked. But because corrupt people control the election system. Mm-hmm. 
we were not able to remove them from power because the corrupt people may they had control of the election system mm -hmm. so so that part of the plan failed because we weren't able to get rid of a lot of these corrupt people because they control the election system so the military has a second tier level in the plan that a lot of people don't know about well, but, I hope, you know, because, I mean, if we know about it, then the bad guys know right. about it, too. But if you think, but if you just think about this, yeah. it's, it's not that difficult to understand. What we learned over the last four years is that, is that corrupt people in government, Susan Rice, Samantha Power, Comey, Clapper, Brennan, Obama, should I name any, Valerie Jarrett, they can, they can do whatever they want. They can get away with murder. They can blackmail, lie perjure themselves, uh, money laundering, you name it. They're doing all this crap. All these political figures can do whatever they want and they are never held to account. Mm -hmm. Kevin Kleinsmith is the only joker in the DOJ and that dude uh, is probably going to be practicing law again next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what, what we have learned is that there is a two-tiered system of justice and... The elites can do whatever they want. They're never going to get prosecuted. You and I, we just mind our own business, and we get a knock on the door from the FBI at 3 o'clock in the morning, yep. and we get railroaded for some crime. So the military has an awareness of the problem. What they have done successfully is they've exposed corruption to the public. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so it wasn't taken care of at the ballot box because the elections are rigged. Mm -hmm. So now... The military says, okay, well, you know what? Uh, we tried the least invasive method of correcting the problem. Now we're going to go to more invasive methods. And the more invasive methods is the fact that the military has the might, the manpower, and a their own system of justice, uniform code of military justice, mm -hmm. that can try all of these people. So normally in, in a civilian uh, law, you can't try civilians in a military court. So Comey, Clapper, Brennan, Obama couldn't be tried in a military court because they're not in the military. Mm -hmm. Unless there's martial law. Yeah. And if you declare martial law, it, in whatever jurisdiction martial law is declared, uh, all law cases then go under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. They're tried in military courts. Mm -hmm. Comey, Clapper, Brennan, and, and, and the Swamp, they would never get a fair trial anyway because most of them would end up with indictments in the D.C. area. Right. You'd have a D.C. jury that would it would be highly favorable to them. None of those people are going to be convicted. The, hmm. the Department of Justice is corrupt enough that they would the prosecutors would either bungle the case, the FBI would botch the investigation, there would be a corrupt judge, or the jury would be tainted. There's no way those people are going to be given a fair trial. They're not going to, there's no chance they're going to be uh, convicted in most U.S. courts. But if you put them in a military court, the rules are changed and you don't have the same laws. And I think that's what the military is going to do. The military has um, several levels in this plan, this operational plan. The first level was we expose corruption, we wake up the public, and we get them to hopefully get them to vote these people out. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know what? That didn't work. So now we're going to go to plan B, which is we step in, declare martial law, round these people up, arrest them, and then we put on some military trials. 
and I think that's I think that's where we're headed next. Uh, and, and Q kind of alluded to this, you know, throughout the whole thing. You know, the military is the only way. Mm-hmm. First week of November, when Q was posting, he said, "How do you go around corrupt three-letter agencies? Why is Trump surrounded by military generals? You know, under what Supreme Court case can POTUS have the military take over investigations? Right? Mm-hmm. He was hinting a long time ago." that the military was going to have to run parallel investigations because the DOJ and FBI are corrupt, and that the military would probably end up um, being the having to enforce the rule of law because the, our civilian government has just been so thoroughly corrupted. So that's that's kind of my understanding of the plan. The plan is much more complex than most people think. Right. A lot of people are just thinking, oh, Trump lost the election. Oh, the plan's over. It's, it ain't over. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. We're close you. to being over. Yeah, you know, and you know, I'm very interested to see what the uh, the the part of this is going to be played by Space Force. You know, because Space Force is now you know the 18th member of the intelligence community. Biden, his administration. I mean, they don't take it seriously. They think it's a joke. Uh, Jen Psaki the other day made a you know made light of it in a press conference, and then she revealed on Twitter that they haven't even had a briefing by Space Force. They don't even know who they're supposed to talk to at Space Force. And Space right. Force, I mean, it's omnipresent all around the Earth. I mean, they've got control of the satellites, so I mean, they're going to have control of the raw data. So uh, it's very plausible to think that. Over the last four years, I mean, there were concurrent military intelligence investigations taking place at the same time that there were these fraudulent investigations taking place at the DOJ. Not to say that, you know, everybody at the DOJ was a fraud or that was part of the cabal. Uh, but, I mean, there's only so much isolated in- individuals can do. You know, I mean, right. if you are one person, you know, just like President Trump working, you know, virtually alone on an island in the federal government against the entirety of the swamp all around him, you got the exact same effect in these various agencies where you've got good people trying to do their jobs, but then there's roadblocks that get put up in the, along the way. Yeah. I mean, Trump was working against so many roadblocks, it was crazy uh, to expect one guy and his little team, him, Dan Scavino, and a couple of people who are loyal to him to to try to gut this horrendous swamp creature and fillet it and put it on the grill and barbecue it by himself. Very hard to do. And, uh, and like I said, you know, the military has the might, they have the will, they have the initiative. And I, I, I think that just because we've seen so much. But you're you're talking about the DOJ. I'm aware that not every U.S. attorney is corrupt, but uh, good attorneys, U.S. attorneys, are working inside a corrupt system. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that not every FBI agent is corrupt, but they're working inside a corrupt system. And it's very difficult to do good work inside a corrupt system. I know. I worked as a paramedic for 35 years, and I worked in some really crappy systems. I'm a pretty good paramedic, but if you work in a crappy system where you have crappy equipment, crappy protocols, (laughs) crappy supervision where nobody will support you if you take a risk, Mm -hmm. you you have to underperform because if you take a risk and do anything a little bit ballsy, you're going to end up getting uh, fired or having your license pulled. So it's it's just very difficult for good people to work inside of a corrupt system. And, you know, Let's look at Durham, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, Durham's been turned into a, a special prosecutor. He's got a fairly large team. He's been working a lot of cases for a lot of a long time. You know, 
Durham could, if if the military steps in and intervenes and starts, you know, taking over and cracking skulls and, and arresting people, Durham could just take all of his uh, investigative notes, pass them over to the military and say, have fun with it. Deuces, I'm out of here. Right. I mean, he, he could, Durham could bring these cases uh, in civilian courts. But I think that he's working in a, in a rigged system. Mm-hmm. I think it would be much better for someone like Durham to just take his information, hand it off to the military and let them deal with it. Um, they've got a, a completely different system that is much less prone to corruption. So, Well, you know, the, the other, uh, you know, I guess silver lining to this is now that Biden is asking all of the Trump appointed U.S. attorneys to, uh, you know, to, to submit their resignations. Right. He, he's no longer going to be the uh, U.S. attorney for the uh, District of Connecticut, so he will solely be focusing on his investigation. I don't know that he was split between the two at all, but, uh, you know, and, and there's no uh, constraints on his investigation. I mean, he can take it on for as long as he wants. I mean, obviously, God forbid, you know, John, you know, quicker, sooner rather than later, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, I mean, I'm trying to, you know, see all of the positives here. But, what, you know, one of the other good things about this is, is that if President Trump had uh, went ahead and just won, um, then regardless of whatever he had done to uh, you know clean out the swamp bit by bit, we would have continued on with four more years of the same type of obstructionism and uh, fake news coming out of the mainstream media. You know, at least this way, you know, you're right. So many more people have woken up as a result of it. I mean, like all of us, we were already there. But now a significant portion of the left and even people who maybe didn't even necessarily vote or just middle of the road libertarians, you know, independents. I mean, they're also fairly convinced now that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president and that this was this was stolen. You know, I mean, this is not a, a, a system that is uh, set up to help anybody but the people who are in power. It's designed to keep all of those people in power. And because of all those bad policies, bad decisions that he's making, he's just, again, eroding everything that's good about the United States. You know, And as he allows uh, thousands and thousands of illegals to stream across the border and gives them special consideration while they're not taking care of the American people, uh, they're not uh, you know, keeping infrastructure up, uh, they're putting, uh, you know, they're talking about doing, uh, uh, um, constraints on people going from state to state. You know, they're going to punish the states yeah. that were in, that, in, that in uh, Florida, voted for Trump. About not, not allowing people in Florida to go from you know out of the state because DeSantis wouldn't uh, make a mandatory mask. Yeah, <laughs> like, are you kidding yeah. me? Um, you know, it, one of the things I think we need to be looking at as far as a marker, a potential marker for the future, is I suspect that uh, Obama in his third term as president is going to be giving uh, Sleepy Joe a little extra sleeping pill one of these nights. <laughs> I think Kamala Harris is due to be um, s- switched out as, as the president. Um, I, I don't think Joe's going to be long for the Oval Office. I think they'll let him hang around for a while and then they'll shuffle him off to the glue factory. I think... <laughs> Oh, man. I, I think when when they make the switch, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the place where the military steps in. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't I be surprised if when when Joe is out and they have not yet inaugurated Kamala, that would be the opportune time for the military to step in and say, 
oh, by the way, since we don't actually have a president right now because you haven't been inaugurated, we're going to have a little talk about this. Sure. And it, this talk involves you not ever going outside of that razor wire again mm-hmm. because turn around and put some handcuffs on you and you're going in that little truck over there. Yeah. Um, if, if I was looking at a timing element, I would look at the switch as maybe the opportune time for the military to step in and do something. I, I can see that. I can see the cover-up now. You know, Joe Biden passed away in his sleep last night, and he's already been uh, cremated. So we can't do any type of uh, autopsy or post-mortem on him, and uh, you guys are just going to have to trust us on this. All right, you guys, we're going to be opening up the phones in just a moment to take some calls, and here is this. We've also passed out the Zoom link into the chat. So we're going to take our first caller, and it is Group C, and I guarantee you he was the first one that came into the waiting room. So we'll see what Group C has to say tonight. And again, Dave, I just want to thank you for uh, uh, coming on the show, man. I I love having you on here. Uh, Love uh, the conversations that we have and uh, all of the various subjects that we get to talk about. Group C, you're on the air, buddy. How you been? Good. How's it going with you? Excellent, man. Excellent. So what's on your mind tonight, friend? So I wanted to share with you and Dave my thoughts on where things might be going with this whole um, fake Biden presidency thing. So... When I look back on previous Q posts, um, the ones that I especially note that have repetitive phrases are one where, um, as you're all familiar with, um, sometimes you can't uh, tell people the truth. You must show them. And then there's we hear that a lot. We also hear a lot um, um, only when people are pushed to the brink of destruction mm-hmm. do they find the will to change. And then there's also... Um, Oh, what was it? Then there was, um, I think it was three or four times Q posted the preamble and seems to emphasize on the part that says when, um, and I mean the preamble to the Constitution, the part where it says that when any form of government government becomes destructive of these ends, it's the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. And then, just like you and Dave were talking about, there's the part where he says military is the only way. So where I'm thinking is... um, Trump was limited in his ability in that he can't really red pill the um, left more so than he can the right. So Biden's probably the one red pilling the left. And, you know, you have a lot of um, decent um, people who are on the left that will see what he's doing. And Biden's probably going to push things so far that it wakes a lot of people up. And that's where, you know, it comes into play where Q says they find the will to change. Mm-hmm. And then maybe this is where we invoke the part in the preamble to the Constitution where the government becomes destructive and then we invoke our right to alter and to abolish it. That's what I'm thinking. And that's where I think the military gets involved because the people will speak. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on that, although you might have a different view on where things are going. Yeah, thank you for your support, unions, and uh, now you're all going to lose your jobs. I mean, that's basically what happened on the first day, Dave. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, Group C, uh, really good observations. I agree with everything you said. Those those particular uh, posts that you put up, pointed out, Q has been emphasizing in the last few months, not just a long time ago, but it's all been re- recent, where Q has said people need to be pushed to the precipice. It's only at the precipice when we find the will to change. Um, that you can't tell people, you have to show them. You know, we, we have to go through some very difficult times in this country to wake people out of their slumber 
and scare the hell out of them to where they actually want to take back control of their government. And, and I think you're, you're absolutely right. All right, buddy. Thank yeah. you so much for your call. We got to move on. We got 18 people on the line. I want to get as many callers as we can. All right. You too. Have a good night. You too, Group C. Good to talk to you again, brother. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And just a reminder, make sure you guys mute the stream in the background. Uh, we've got Drunk Pinata coming in next. He's a good guy. He does a show with uh, 412. Hey, Drunk Pinata, welcome back to the program. How you doing, bud? Great. How's it going? Awesome. Glad to have you here. What's on your mind? All right. So, so Dave, just to preface, I am, I, I've been following from the very beginning, like, like I'm talking the very first post, right? I've been kind of a... Uh, involved in making some content things like that as being being a uh, you know personality kind of like you guys as well so i i've i've followed this whole thing and i'm still here right and some of the things that have bothered me as far as what's where we're going i, I think that they definitely had contingency plans for an election loss so the thing that has been really bugging me uh, and kind of playing at my emotions was is, is words that they use like we have it all and everything because those kinds of type of words they 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 present a very binary it's it's either yes or no right and so when you present that to both sides essentially because you're putting this out towards the quote unquote enemy as well right we have we have both sides seeing this information these kinds of claims knowing that people would buy into them doesn't seem to me like they would do that knowing that you know the regular folks and patriots would would just hinge on that. I don't, it doesn't, to me, having that kind of uh, potential pain, uh, you know, at this election loss now would uh, be for naught. And so it kind of comes down to where we think uh, the military behind the scenes, whatever capacity that is, do they, do we really think that it, it, it's, it's, I've been struggling with this thing of this binary thing. It's like either that either something's going to happen or it's not. I guess in response to that, I would just say this. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious to anyone that the NSA has all electronic communications. You know, you have it all. They were talking about the NSA's ability to gather uh, electronic communications. And Anand said, you have it all. And Q said, we certainly do. And then Q kind of would repeatedly say, we have it all. I've always taken that uh, and put that in the context of the fact that military intelligence has all of the communications of bad actors and, and good people and, and, and all of us. They scoop all of our information and they store it in their, in their servers. So um, I, I would limit the, um, <laughs> I would limit the impact of that statement to collection of data. Now, the, the, the problem with trying to apply that to the election is that the elections are not controlled by the military. The elections are not controlled by the NSA. The elections are not controlled by the federal government. The elections are controlled by counties, county uh, election commissions, state election boards. They're controlled by governors and secretaries of state in each state. There isn't a... Uh, there's a each state has kind of their siloed off way of doing elections. They all have different laws, they all have different ways of holding their elections, different ways of tabulating results. And unfortunately, whether you like it or not, 
the military is not in control of that. The federal government's not in control. Nancy Pelosi is trying to write bills, federal law, to further get control over the way that the that the elections are, are run, but it's not going to happen because elections are by the Constitution, they're run by the states. So I, I, I think I sense a lot of people's frustration over the fact that the election was rigged and, the, and no one stepped in to do anything. Well, unfortunately, the elections are in the hands of corrupt people in just enough states where uh, they were able to pull out a fake victory. All right. In Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona, there's enough, just enough corrupt people that they were able to juice the vote in those states and give it to Biden. And it's it's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, when Q says we have it all or we're in control, uh, there, there, it's not, it's not like, you know, God's in control where you're in control of everything. The military doesn't control everything. Uh, the military has limited uh, uh, span of control, and they certainly don't control the elections. And, you know, maybe they will in the next election. It wouldn't surprise me. If, I believe the military is going to step in. I think they're going to do what they did in Myanmar. The military is going to hold the next election. They're going to allow people to vote. They're going to, you're going to vote on one day. Bring your, your state ID in. If you're not a citizen, you're not voting. Uh, paper ballots, military counts the ballots, and they decide, you know, they, they announce the winner. I think that even though the current election system is corrupt as hell, I think the next election system we're going to have going forward is going to be very different. I certainly hope so. All right, Drunk Pinata, thanks for your call, brother. I appreciate it. Have a good night, guys. All right, brother. Peace. All right. Also, Isaiah 61 said, trust the plan and enjoy the show as if there's nothing we can or should do concerning uh, nobody here uh, or and especially our favorite or not nobody has ever told you to just sit back on your ass and do nothing okay i mean if anything we've been out here on the front lines trying to make sure that as many people wake up as possible so uh, anytime i feel like that is a uh, you know <clears throat> uh, that's a false dichotomy right there it's a misnomer nobody has ever told you not to do anything uh, so right. if you're getting that and you are doing nothing that's on you brother so please don't do yeah. that you know any any christian who is more than three or four months in their walk with the Lord knows that uh, it is our uh, it's our obligation to pray, right? So pray for ourselves, pray for our friends, pray for our family, pray for our country, pray for our leaders. All right, it's the Christian's obligation to pray because we believe that God will um, will intervene and and work, you know, His will when we pray mm -hmm. however that doesn't mean we don't go out and vote mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't run for elected office that we don't go out and knock on people's doors and register voters all right faith without works uh, is dead faith without works <laughs> is dead these people who say oh q just said sit back eat your popcorn enjoy the show we're gonna do no that, that's not how it is when q says trust the plan he's talking about a specific plan mm -hmm. that they have had that they're working on and it has many parts to it absolutely but it also but part of the plan is and q has said this a million freaking times part of the plan is us being on social media being loud mm -hmm. making our voices heard 
putting out broadcasts, putting out information, making memes, influencing people. We, over the last four years as a, as a community, have woken up millions of people to the truth of corruption. Mm-hmm. We didn't sit on our asses and let the military do it. We did it ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's it, we are cooperating. The military has their part, and we have our part. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, need to say thank you to Koopa Troopa. He says, great show as always. Thank you very much. Oh, and I did not mean to just send you the lips uh, emoji right there. That was an accident. It was supposed <laughs> to be a thumbs up. Uh, also, Joshua said, I agree with uh, Group C. Dem friends are waking up now. Great, you know, and, and I, I don't think that that necessarily would have happened if President Trump would have come into office. Who would have thought that The Atlantic would write an article saying that they missed President Trump? Uh, but, but it's happening, okay? We've got lots of buyer's remorse. We've got Gino on the line next. What's up, brother? How you been? Good, man. How you doing? Awesome. awesome. Good show, bro. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for another maskless show. I appreciate not wearing a mask. I'm sick of wearing that thing everywhere I go here in Michigan yep. with this governor we got here. Um, I got a question for Dave, kind of a comment and a question. So, Dave, last time you were on the show, I went ahead and I ordered your Audible book, um, Divine Healing Made Simple. Okay. And uh, man, thank you. That book was fundamental in changing the way I thought about healing. Awesome. I've been a Christian for almost 20 years and I never, there was a couple things I just could never figure out. And you answered them in that book and I wanna just thank you personally for that. Cool. Um, also, so about three weeks ago I was praying and uh, I had a really weird thing happen. Now I don't, it wasn't while I was praying, it was, and to be honest, I don't even know when it happened. I was just, all of a sudden, I had like a download. I don't want to call it a vision. And I saw the Washington Monument, and I saw literally uh, in the mall right before it with the, uh, uh, you know, where the water is and beyond, I saw millions and millions of people as far as the eye could see. And I saw everybody's hands raised in the air. And everybody in unison was chanting, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Wow. Then the, the scene switched, and I was, it was facing towards the White House, and I saw a gigantic white stage. Uh, and Donald Trump was right in the middle of the stage, and he was down on his hands and knees, and he was weeping profusely. His, in fact, I could see his back writhing up and down and just weeping. And I knew it was like I had this instant knowing that he was being humbled for the time that he was being prepared for that what was coming. And I was just wondering if you've had any, I, I usually get dreams. When God speaks to me, he speaks to me through dreams. So I was wondering, have you had anything along that line? For like revival? I have not had anything that powerful, specific uh, to Trump, not, not, not recently. But wow, that's, that is really interesting. Um, I, I would imagine what you ha- saw was a vision. Okay. Uh, not not unusual. I mean, if you're awake, you see these scenes and it's a vision. If you're sleeping, you see these scenes and it's a dream. Um, but you know, it's it's revelation from God showing you uh, prophetically and symbolically uh, what what is to come. Uh, I, I think. Well, you know, when Q talks about the Great Awakening, uh, that that has that has two connotations as far as yeah. I'm concerned. There's an intellectual awakening that we're going through right now where people are being awakened to the truth of corruption, but there's also a spiritual awakening. Uh, I think America is going to go through a massive spiritual revival on the backside of this event that is coming at us very quickly. And I agree. I think that 
I think we're going to see a different Donald Trump going forward than the guy we've been, you know, watching for the last four years. I think he's going to be transformed. Yeah, I agree. I, I haven't had right, any, appreciate it. anything that powerful, but that's great. I'm glad you shared it. Thanks. All right. Yep. Thanks. Appreciate thanks. It. Thanks, Gino. Good to see you again, brother. Yep. Good night, man. All right. Peace. Take Have care. a good one. Bye bye. Uh, I need to say thank you to uh, Son of a Green Card. He said, for no oh, knowing what we know now, read, reread post 4951. Shall we play a game? Nothing can stop what is coming. NCSWIC, that's the uh, um, agency within CISA, who stepped down today forced. I believe that was, uh, what's his name? The uh, Chris Krebs, Chris Krebs at the time. Uh, and then they have uh, the, or maybe it was Brian Ware. That was somebody else who stepped down. More coming. Why is this relevant? How do you show the public the truth? Well, I mean, you show them the that the election was completely rigged, and how do you safeguard U.S. elections post-POTUS? You'd have to change everything based upon that fraud. How do you remove foreign influence and corruption and install U.S.-owned voter ID laws and other safeguards? It had to be this way. Sometimes you must walk through the darkness before you see the light. And what was the date on that? That was November 20th. Excuse me, November 12th, 2020. Right. So just so that after, was after the, election. the election. Yep. And, yeah. and Q is clearly hinting that... Uh, that in order for the elections to be changed, we have to expose the corruption. Yep. You have to make people aware that we have rigged elections so that they say, oh, you know, we don't actually want to have rigged elections anymore. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's unfortunate, but you have to go through, like I said, you have to go through the darkness to, to get to the light. So, absolutely. All right, KC, is this really KC? I still did. <laughs> Inside joke. What's going on, brother? How you been? Yeah, I'm, I just wanted to say, Dave, I, I've been following you for a while, and uh, I like your uh, content. So, so that's. I just wanted to say that real quick. Um, I've been seeing um, since the whole inauguration. I've been seeing some videos from uh, different people on like YouTube, on like people just sharing clips from different people on YouTube and other social media platforms. Basically, if these people that are basically spreading like this doom and gloom um, uh, theory about what's going to happen in like the coming months or years. And uh, one of them I saw recently was this guy. He was talking about this thing called Operation Trust and oh. he was trying to He's trying to connect it to like the whole Q thing, and he even used he even used some quotes from uh, Dave and uh, Dave from X twenty two to try to say that nothing's gonna happen. So I was just wondering what what you guys think about uh, stuff like that. Like I'm not saying I buy into it, but I'm just saying. What are your thoughts on on people that are 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 spreading that stuff? I've got some very specific thoughts, but we'll go with yours first, Dave. <laughs> okay. Well, if you've been on social media for any period of time, and you've followed Q for any period of time, you you may have noticed that whenever something happens that looks like the end of Q, you have all this you have this dog pile, Sebastian Gorka. And, <laughs> Oh my gosh, everybody. Yeah. Pasovic and Cernovich and everybody else and uh, Anomaly and everybody everybody who hates Q. Mm -hmm. They all come out, they all do their shows, 
They all dogpile on Q. Q's dead. Q's a LARP. Q's pony. The, trust the plan. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. And they all have fun for a, for a couple of weeks um, reading their eulogies of Q, glad that Q is finally dead. And then a couple of weeks later, they find out that, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Q, Q just did another proof, and now we are not going to talk about Q for a while. So there's this, there's this ebb and flow with respect to Q. And the people on YouTube who hate Q, they're, they are taking this opportunity right now, since Trump is out of office, to try to discourage people like us who've been following Q. And it's working. There's a lot of people that have bailed on Q. They've, oh, they're yeah. off the bandwagon. They're gone. And, and, and you know it is what it is. Um, people believe what they want to believe. Um, God has shown me enough things about the future. I'm very optimistic and I'm very encouraged. And Trump tonight, in his statement after he was acquitted, said the the beautiful glorious patriotic movement to make america great again has just begun and rick grinnell tweeted out a tweet tonight uh warm up the escalator (laughs) 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 um so you know there's a there's just a lot of people out there who are trying to uh, spread doom porn you, you can listen to it if you want. I choose not to. Zach, what do you think? Well, you know, I mean, everybody's always going to be looking for a segment. You know, you've got to find that niche if you're going to get big on YouTube. And and right now, I mean, that's a, a an easy niche to fill. The other thing is that in regards to Operation Trust, you know, I mean, what they they needed to create the the greatest red pill movement in the history of America in order to to implement it. I mean. It, it really, realistically, all they had to do was grab all the qualified voter rolls from every county and every state and then just tick off all of the Donald Trump supporters. I mean, it it's far too unnecessary and involved for them to go about the laborious process of allowing people to realize and fully conceptualize the fraud and the corruption and then they go ahead and take them out because you know if, if that was the case then uh, you know once everybody in the Q movement and the truth movement had been removed from the equation well then what are they going to do with the rest of the people all the all of those people are going to look, look around and they're going to say well geez 50% to 70% of my neighbors and friends are, are suddenly living in concentration camps you know then those people are going to wake up too it is it's just it's it's not realistic to me uh, operation trust was a soviet operation you know they've come pretty far technologically there are a lot more other creative ways and easier ways that they can go about controlling the population and i think we're seeing those implemented right now and we've watched them be implemented over the course of the last few years but by and large i think that operation trust is it's just a you know it's a it's a buzzword right now people are are using it making videos about it because they know people are going to watch it they know people are afraid they know people are you know tuning out probably 25% of the audience tuned out after uh, you know every Everything went to, to Joe Biden after January 20th. So, you know, that that's my opinion on it. I, I don't think there's any legitimacy to it. And, um, you know, the truth movement was here before our favorite Anon started posting back in October of 2017. You know, they could have just as easily gone after every person that voted for President Trump. I mean, they have just as much contempt for all of the, all of the Trump voters as they do for anybody who follows this stuff. All right, brother. Thank you for your call, man. I'll, I'll see you in the discords. All right, peace. All right, good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, anybody needs to be afraid about Operation Trust. It's uh, it, it's an easy hashtag that people can get uh, views for. All right, um, exclamation point. You're on the air. 
Can we get a name for the audience? Come hey there, on. how you doing this evening? It's Mr. Amazing. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. Just trying to uh, mute the stream in the background real quick. How you doing? Excellent, excellent. So what's on your mind? Um, I have a few things. First off, Praying Medic. Been following you guys since uh, pretty much the beginning. Uh, you, Red Pill 78, uh, iPod. A lot of you guys were a lot of my very first uh, introductories whenever this whole – I got introduced to this whole cube movement type thing. Um, but speaking of which, there's a lot of people whenever the giant big purge, especially on YouTube, happened. And I actually had to go on a giant search to find a lot of you guys. Um, I don't know. There's a possibility that he may be listening. So I'm just going to throw it out there into the into the universe. Uh, Doug from Q-University. I remember Red Pill had a, a Doug Belmore uh, was actually interviewed by Red Pill 78 and he put out amazing content and I'm wondering if he's still around and maybe I just can't find him yet. I, Do you know anything? Pretty certain he, he should be on Rumble and BitChute. Is um, it under the same handle as Q-University? I, I think. I feel like I've seen him since he got deleted from YouTube. So. I'll, okay. I mean, All I can. Right. I, I'll. I'll make sure to get in touch with him this week. I have like a whole list of people I need to call in the next seven days, so I'll put him on the list. Cool. All right. Um, the two things I wanted to hit real quick. I know that you got a lot of callers. Um, one thing, and I've mentioned this a few times, but I feel like we, as a group, as a community, need to say this over and over again. And this is one thing that the left does very very well is they relentlessly plug their terms and their ideology and they put it into the subconscious of people um, but they do it maliciously we need to take away the phrase Trump versus Biden and replace it with we the people versus the corrupt establishment government yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And you made a really good point about uh, branding. Us portraying this as an issue of Trump versus Biden. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a that's a very poor way to brand the movement. Uh, there's a whole lot of people who don't like Trump and they never will like Trump. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of people that don't like Q and they never will like Q which is why when I'm trying to talk to people about what, what I'm currently con concerned with, I always try to couch it in the terms of confronting and removing a corrupt political establishment. Absolutely. Because you may not like Trump, you may not like Q, but no one is in favor of a corrupt political establishment. Mm -hmm. And if you go back through this show, you'll hear me say those words uh, a lot because that is the that is a thing that I'm trying to hammer into people's heads. I. It's not about when Q told us back three months ago, stop using QAnon or Q and QAnon on social media to go around the algorithms to avoid being suspended. Focus on the message. And mm -hmm. the message that Q has been hitting for the last three years is Perfect. exposure of a corrupt political system. Right. That's what that. we really need to be talking about because no one's going to disagree with you that we need to get rid of a corrupt political system. No, no, you're, you're right on. All right, Mr. Mason, we got to leave it there, buddy. We got 22 people still on the line. So thank you for your call. Roger that. Love you guys. God bless America. Take care, man. Love you too. God bless America as well.
All right, so our next caller is a familiar face around here. Not that we haven't had any familiar faces tonight, but the uh, author of that incredible video that I played earlier, my buddy J.R. Majewski. J.R., you're on the air. Go ahead and unmute. You're still new. I, I got to mess one thing up every time I get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing. All hey, right. Dave, how you doing, man? Hey, JR, I love that video. I saw it on Gab right before I came on the show. Really nice. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. So hey, what's I on got your a mind? question for you. Um, Dave, how do you think that um, the fall of the cabal and other loosely written or loosely elaborated conspiracy theories <laughs> or theories have have um, conflated the QAnon movement? Um, in, in my opinion... Um, that's that's the media's uh, ammo right yeah. now for everything we it is. Every, every, everything that's done and said and it, yeah it's it's, it's unfortunate um, because it's a it's a double-edged sword I mean the fall of the cabal the, the good part of it is it exposes some of the things about you know child sex trafficking which which is real but then they have to go and start talking about JFK jr. <laughs> JFK Jr. is going to do all this stuff, and Q is all about this thing over here, and and they just make a mishmash of things, and they put in some disinformation along with real information, and then people who watch it think that that's what Q is really all about, and right, it's unfortunate right. because, you know, um, gosh, um, like military intel mixed with folklore. Yeah, yeah, you know, Vice Vice did this little documentary on Q last yeah. week, and Dustin Nemos jumped in there. And Dustin starts talking about adrenochrome, yeah. like it's a big thing that Q is talking about. Like it's all about adrenochrome and harvesting adrenochrome, and they get it from the kids and they use it for this and that, and that's kind of what, what this movement's all about. And I'm like, Q has never mentioned adrenochrome one time. No, I know. no, right? It's... So I mean, it, it's unfortunate because there are people who I think mean well, but they they don't know how to tell the right story. They're giving people bad information. Some good information, some bad information. It's it, it frustrates me. Yeah, me too. When I yeah. first came in, when I first was made aware, it was through Zach and, and methods and other folks that you know I've become friends with. And a lot of times, I, I mean, I had to do my own due diligence and learn. And um, and I, I asked the questions because I found the conflation just from talking with people. Um, people were trying to convince me of of certain things, and I just thought, you know. That doesn't sound right. I don't. I don't see military um, intel talking about these these if topics. If someone so is I, pushing to convince you of their viewpoint, they've got an agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, <laughs> naturally, that's when you your your um you know your radar comes up. But it wasn't it wasn't a, an aggressive. It was just a you know, hey Jr., you're new. Let me help you out type of thing. But a lot of the a lot of the topics were just so wild. Um, but I actually did go and watch the YouTube video and I did that on my own. And then I called Zach. I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, turn it off. (laughs) Now somebody in the chat said adrenochrome was tied to, uh, you know, the rabbit, Alice in Wonderland. You guys, that's all stuff that Anons put together. You know, that was never explicitly spelled out or stated by whoever was posting Correct. anonymously on that board. So you, we have to always remember <clears throat> where we're making that distinction. I mean, we have all kinds of connections and research that people like us are doing, and then we have, you know, the explicit statements, which, you know, are not always necessarily spelled out. I mean, you know, there are it's the Socratic method to get us to go out and do research. But the rabbit holes we go down are not always necessarily the rabbits that we're being 
directed down. It just happens that way. So just keep that in mind. JR, great question. I love you, buddy. Everybody, at 11 o'clock, go tune into Ear Candy, which is on a bunch of popular platforms, but you can find them on YouTube, DLive, Twitch. And that's right. JR is going to run for Congress. We'll have you back on the show very soon to talk about that. All right. right, Love you, brother. Love you, too, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Good stuff. We've got James coming in next. All right, we've got 14 minutes left, guys, so let's keep these questions uh, as uh, succinct as we possibly can so we can get to as many of you as possible. James, you're on the air, buddy. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, Dave, Zach. It's good to uh, talk to both of you. Excellent. Um, Same here. Um, Dave, you were talking about a point um, where it's going to come to a point where the military is going to step in. I'm curious. Um you know, I, I pray every night to God, you know, that it doesn't get much worse um, because, you know, Biden is, is just destroying America, obviously. And um, what I'm wondering is, do you believe it will come to like COVID and FEMA camps in terms of getting people to wake up in, in terms of or really in terms of the um, military having to step in and say, enough, we're not dealing with this? Um, uh, no. I don't think I don't think it's going to get to that point. Um, I think that I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And I don't I don't think you know FEMA camps and all that stuff. I don't think we're going to have the violent uh, lockdowns like they have in Australia and in uh, Hong Kong and London and and other places. Num- number one, because Americans have 350 million guns. <laughs> We, yeah. we have we have the Second Amendment and they don't. It's very difficult for the federal government to imprison us against our will when we're an armed populace. So I don't I don't think it's going to go that far. And I think the fact that Americans are armed is the reason why the military is going to step in because the military is not going to want a bunch of armed patriots marching down to the Capitol and and, and kicking ass and you know taking a bunch of prisoners. That's why I think it's. I don't think it's going to go that far. I think the military will see what's happening and they'll they'll cut it off. Yeah, and I mean, I I know them in terms of the deep state. They want it to become violent and they want a civil war desperately. Yeah, they probably do. Um, they, they would like a civil war, but what we're looking at is not a civil war. It's a revolutionary war. Okay. Right. Yeah. So a civil war is where where you where um, citizens fight against each other. Uh, over some ideological difference. What we're, what I'm talking about is a, a revolutionary war where the people overthrow the government. I, I think that's a much more likely scenario. Yeah. All right, James, we got to go on to the next caller, buddy. I appreciate right. you. Thank you so yeah, much. God bless. You. God bless. Thank Have you. a great night. All right, we've okay. got Kathy coming in next. Kathy F. Kathy, you're on the air. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> I'm so excited to get to talk to you guys. Awesome. Glad to have you here. Hey, What's Kathy. on your mind? Oh, I, oh I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Don't um, worry. Don't worry. Pragmatic, <laughs> oh, my brother in Christ. Thank you so much for all of the information you've put out. I love your spirituality. I love the fact that you talk so much about, you know, between the middle. I, God's given you, blessed you with so much information to bless all of us with. So let me say thank you for that first. Second of all, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, Red Pill, I swear, you are like 
a known name in everybody's household around the whole world. Well, that's that's pretty and cool to think. Like, I I'm just I feel like I'm just a normal guy like waking up you every are, morning. You are, <laughs> but you're like a household name. Like Dan Rather used to be on the nightly news. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> you know, it is, no, you don't understand that. It's really true. So, um, okay, so going back to the Q post and stuff like that, when I first came around and started looking at these, I mean, all those abbreviations and and, and all, I'm like what the how the how do you and it's like it's because of guys like you that helped all of us like on twitter when um brain medic when you used dave let me just say dave um when you used to like decipher you know people like you and lisa may crowley and when all the game was on twitter and you guys were giving lots of explanations and telling us you know what these the drops all meant and stuff you have no idea how many people you helped. You put the information out there. So, you know, and then Redfield, every night when you come on with all of your news and stuff like that, you helped Thank all you. of us wake up. You know, that's a blessing. And God did use you, okay, on so many levels. So now the next thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, yeah, our hearts all got broke when... Biden got sworn in and stuff, which he's illegitimate. He'll never be my president. Yep. And I've always been one to respect the office. I don't care if you don't like the president. I don't care if you don't. But we were, I was taught, I'm 58. I was always taught respect the office of mm. the presidency, mm -hmm. you know? And to see so much disrespect that happened against Donald Trump, our president, POTUS. It's, but I'll, I'll tell you what, Biden's not the president of the United States. I have no respect for this man whatsoever. And the other thing, all of this, if it hasn't taught us anything else, is for us to keep our eyes on God right now. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, where else are we going to go? Where else, where else do we Christian folks, where are we going to go? Last thing I wanted to say was red pill my daughter just celebrated a year clean oh congratulations awesome she did and 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 oh man the bottom that she had to hit but through all of her pain and all of everything that she went through she's still clean today thank you jesus good, good. and she just woke up recently awesome even better she's following you now. oh <laughs> she's following methods i introduced her to because she's like how can we this and what does that and all, my, all the questions I'm like this these are all of my go-to's <laughs> these awesome. are all of my go-to's all of you content providers right now you know awesome um, again so I'm gonna I didn't have any big questions I came up came on just to give you all kinds of compliments thanks Kathy and, uh, you know <laughs> appreciate what? it Kathy You're, you are too kind keep up, keep up the well hey it is what it is you guys you are what you are and the world does appreciate you. And I just want to, I'm going to thank God for giving us all you. I mean, you to all of us. Well, yeah, I think keep us, keep us in prayer, in okay? Yeah. Well, oh, I, I do. I right. do. I do. And that's it, guys. I love you. God bless you. And um, hey, take care, okay? 
You do the same, Kathy. God bless you. And remember, I am just as thankful for you and everybody else as well. Uh, so I really appreciate I your kind words. I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so I, much I, for I, calling. You're very, you are appreciated. Good night, guys. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye-bye. You too. All right, you guys, we have a very special caller coming up next. Scott Kesterson of Bards of War. No way. How cool is that? First time caller. Scott, you, you were on my list. I just said it earlier in the show. I had like I had a list of people. I had a list of people I was saying I have to start calling tomorrow. You were like number one on that list, brother. So uh, I'm really glad that you called in tonight. Thank you so much. How are you? Good. You can hear me okay? Oh, yeah. You sound great. Excellent. Hey, Dave. Five nice five. I, hey, thank you for the call out, Dave, very much. And lots, so much respect for what you do, and both of you guys, really seriously. Thank you. Those you. are just great. You know, it's so funny. We I just mentioned last night on the show, just like I was mentioning names, you and and Dave, and people are like, man, where is everybody? It's like, well, um, <laughs> that's what happens when we get nuked yep. by our dear friends in tech and get spread to the wind, you know. But yep. anyway. Scattered to the four corners of the earth, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... It, it, it's a bit weird, isn't it, uh, Scott? Because I used to interact with you pretty regularly on Twitter like three years ago, and then yep. you kind of like disappeared from Twitter, and I was like, I don't know what happened. He's not here anymore. Um, and then you went, did, you did your YouTube thing, and uh, I, I was doing my Q threads, just trying to you know keep up with Q and all that stuff. And I was glad when you came back. And then, you know, just a couple nights ago, um, I've I've been kind of just looking for people who have a message that I think is um, is speaking the heart and the plan of God. And I think Dutch Sheets, I mentioned this on my show, Dutch Sheets is one of those guys who I think he's tracking pretty well with, with where God has taken us. And listen to a couple of your messages, or the last three messages actually, and every single one of them, I think you're tracking really well with the heart of God. I think you're, you're man, you're, your ability to encourage people and to tell a story and to inspire people, it just blows me away when I listen to you. I, I've, I've become like a super fan of yours now because I'm listening to your broadcast every night, uh, the, the evening broadcast. And so I, I just want to thank you for what you're doing because there's so many people right now who are putting out doom porn mm. or they're putting out fake predictions and there's yeah. a lot of discouragement and a lot of disappointment. And you just, you, you just have a way of encouraging people without making empty promises you're you're just letting people know look draw close to god and he'll reveal to you what's what's going to happen and he's gonna let you know it's going to be okay mm -hmm. it ain't going to be what we expect but it's going to be okay and and i love the fact that you pointed out which we all need to understand we are not going back we are not going back to what we had mm -hmm. we are going forward and we're going to create our own future yep. well dave thank you very much it's very humbling and it really is i um you, you have been in this from the entire time, my disappearance, by the way, um, if you've, you know, my episode 64 was a big part of this coming back. And if you haven't heard that, it's really my story. And it was, it was what happened to me from 2016, 2017 in particular, when, oh boy, I'll tell you, when you get, when you cross the deep state in the wrong way, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's a good one. very, very, it's a very humbling experience. And, um, and rather than just shortcut, I just tell people, go listen to episode 64. You can make your judgment on me however you want. Because it's just, it's really my, it's my truth. It's my story, just as honest as it gets. Mm -hmm. And right. 
And it was it got so ugly because of that. Because when they hit me hard, they put out like I don't know, it was 20, 30 national articles to smear me, kind of like a, a mini version of, of General Flynn. Yep. And uh, and it just got so ugly at a point in Twitter, I couldn't even focus because you were just getting the trolls. Mm-hmm. So I did. I really it was an account that I had originally when Twitter was only like eight months old. So I just kind of dumped the whole thing, and I took about six months off, started the podcast, and then I came back on quietly. And it's. Uh, you know, the, the Patriot movement is just such an amazing movement. I have to say, there's been so much maturing on this across the time. And it's great to see those that are still here giving a positive message. You two are right on top of the list, and I mean that. And it's just, we do have a lot of this very heavy doom porn going on, Dave. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's unfortunate because it's it's not a time to be down. I mean, like this is the time to be celebrating. It's like, man, what are you talking about? We're watching the crazy show once again. It's like, you know, what else can you ex- expect? Then you're going to see a, a, a death cult that's been around for like, what, 10,000 years or some crazy thing like that. Mm-hmm. And literally we're trying to pull that out of society. But I think the deeper issue is really when people have to kind of sit back and this is a time to reflect deeply within ourselves and take some accountability for who we are inside. I think this is a big piece. And if we could kind of get that part, this is a pretty easy ride right now. It's a time to kind of clean our own house internally, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are going through the dark night of the soul and it's a necessary season for a lot of us to go through. Oh, it's well said. Uh, We've we've been distracted by a lot of shiny objects over the last three or four years, but I think people really need to take an account of where they're at spiritually, you know, what their expectations are, where they messed up in the past and, and, and how they can uh, change their perspective in the future. Uh, This is a good time to get an oil change, go in the garage, get a tune up, (laughs) get rid of some old oil and some old antifreeze and get, get things fixed. Well, that's the absolute truth. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's a it's a powerful time, and I think you'd all agree. I mean, it's just this time when, it, and if you can just, I was saying last night, there's basically two things that God asks: have no fear and trust in me. And it's mm. it's pretty simple when we water it all down, right? Trust in me, have no fear. Yep. And yet, I, as I pointed out, it's like every time we go into these panic attacks, it's like, oh, the world's gonna end, the sky's falling. It's like, okay, let's go back to those two rules again: trust in me, have no fear. Let's let's keep recycling those. And I think if we can keep those in perspective, this ride's pretty crazy, but it's an amazing ride because you're right at the cusp of history, and it's a time when everybody's being counted. Everybody yeah. is. Yep. And it's just it's something else. So I absolutely agree too. Well, uh, Scott, I, uh, uh, I since I've got you on the line, are you yes. free next Saturday night? Absolutely, I'd be glad to okay. come on. Okay, Ooh, sweet. I get you have a guest next Saturday. <laughs> next Saturday, next Saturday at nine p.m. I will call you tomorrow around noon, and then we'll we'll talk on the phone and we'll uh, we'll go over the specifics. But man, I'm so glad you called in tonight, dude. That's awesome. I really appreciate yeah. it, guys. And thanks to I've got my two great supports on my side, uh, Joan Up, and then we've got our Spiff Report guy. They're both uh, they're our, who do our. I don't know if you see our Spiff Report. It's a little uncan. It's a little bit out of the box. A little bit unleashed when we kind of do our crazy news report every day. But mm-hmm. we have an amazing news team, volunteers, everybody helping, and I have an amazing. Uh, amazing mods that help and so they were hitting me up tonight like hey hey <laughs> you got to call time. in this is the time so anyway it's been a pleasure honestly awesome. so well thanks again man i appreciate it and uh, i'm looking forward to speaking with you uh next week on the show absolutely and thanks to you both and god bless you both dave it's nice to talk with you same here so just guys have a blessed evening we'll talk soon god bless thanks, scott take okay. care okay, okay. We'll okay. bye bye now see you brother 
All right, you guys, we are going to close out there because uh, JR and Ear Candy and uh, 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 Pixels over there, they started at 11. So please go go send him some love. Watch him. Let him know that uh, I'm, I apologize for going over time. But, Dave, I do appreciate you doing the, uh, the overdrive with us. What do you want to leave everybody with? Uh, this is not over. This is – we're just beginning. Uh, I, I think we have seen the end of – a uh, the first part of a three-part movie series. Mm. We're in, be, just beginning the second movie, and uh, you know, if you want to refill your popcorn, get another drink, maybe go to the bathroom, come back because the second movie is starting. I think that uh, you know, life goes on. <laughs> life is going on. Things are moving forward. President Trump. Uh, I always gauge. Uh, things off of how Trump is appearing, how he reacts, how he's, what is he doing? And President Trump looks like he's on top of life right now. Mm-hmm. And he's looking forward to, he just said tonight, he's looking forward to some announcements in the very near future. So we have a lot to be optimistic about. Uh, I think the deep state is doing its death blossom right now. And I, I think uh, it's gonna get good in the coming weeks. And we just need to keep in prayer, keep the faith, don't listen to the doom porn, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, be good to yourself. And use this time to to rethink your understanding of life, our country, uh, the Constitution, and God. Uh, there's there's a lot of heavy things you can be you can be thinking about changing and and transitioning right now that will help you get better prepared for the for the months and years to come. All right. Well said. Uh, Once again, Dave, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everybody who supported the show tonight and everybody who hung out with us for the extra time. I really do appreciate it. Once again, go watch Ear Candy. I'm actually going to be calling in uh, to speak with JR and Pixels. And uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's in about a, a half hour, so please be good to the people you love. Dave, I will talk to you again very, very soon, man. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. All right. Good luck. God bless everyone. We'll see you tomorrow on Comfy Sunday.